This program deals with themes of an adult nature and is intended for a mature audience. The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. Our differences worldwide would vanish if we were facing an alien threat from outside of this world. We must guard against the military industrial hunger. UFOs, paranormal phenomena, and deep analysis of current world events from somewhere in the desert between Area 51 and Roswell, blasting across the planet, the Manticore Network proudly presents Mary Pass, because the truth will set you free. July 8, 1947. The Army Air Force has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore! The power they took from the people will return to the people. The Matrix is everywhere. It is all around us. It is the world that has been pulled over your eyes to blind you from the truth. Be skeptical, but don't close your mind. Greetings to everyone around the world, and a warm welcome to another edition of Veritas at VeritasRadio.com. Because you can handle the truth. I'm your host, Mel Fabregas, and I sincerely thank you for joining me once again. And if this is your first time... Please make yourself at home. I want to thank you, Veritas member, for making this program possible. Tonight's special guest is Peruvian-American author, researcher, and lecturer, Renato Longato. We will discuss Peru and why the country is so relevant to the ancient alien theory. And in segment two, we will also discuss his new book, E.T. Presence, The Role of USA and New World Visions. Renato Longato will be with us shortly. To listen to the full interview, you know what to do. Go to our website, veritasradio.com, and subscribe. Once you subscribe, you'll receive immediate access to everything we have to offer. If you've enjoyed listening to segment one, don't you think it's time to listen to the full story and support Veritas? The next time you go to the movies, know that you pay less per month for your Veritas membership and will have access to hundreds of hours of programs, hours of knowledge, that you won't hear in the mainstream media. Subscribe today. And don't forget to visit our Veritas store, where you can buy MMS. You never know when you'll need it. And we still have the futuristic metal-cased USB drives with Seasons 1, 2, and 3 with bonus material. Go to the Veritas store to find out more. And to get in touch with me, click on the contact button of our website, veritasradio.com. And also, if you have an important story to tell, I want to be part of Project Vox Populi. Write to us 
at Vox Populi at VeritasRadio.com. Other countries have openly announced and welcomed the ET presence. When will America own up to the truth, or will it be forced, under exceptional circumstances, to begin a communication with our cosmic counterparts? Tonight, we'll discuss insights and historical references concerning the potential cultural impact of the extraterrestrial presence in this millennium, with the USA as a leading country in the epicenter of economic, social, and geopolitical changes. An official contact with an advanced society may bring opportunity or risk, depending on how we face the challenges on our planet, and most importantly, within ourselves. Get ready to encapsulate more than 30 years of study and research about UFOs and looks at the forthcoming possibilities. For this and much more, Renato Longato is coming up next. This is Mel Fabregas, and you're listening to Veritas. This is Freeman, and you're listening to Veritas. Renato Longato is a Peruvian-American author, researcher, and lecturer. He holds a bachelor's degree in law and political sciences. His life changed dramatically after three consecutive UFO sightings in 1979 while living in Peru. Renato lectures internationally, and his new book, E.T. Presence, the role of USA and New World Visions offers a new perspective about the presence of extraterrestrials and how their arrival over the last 60 years has been hidden, ignored, and covered up in the USA. And to learn more about Renato Longato and his work, visit his website at renatolongato.com. And directly from a very beautiful city that I used to frequent a lot in California called San Luis Obispo. I would like to welcome for the first time on Veritas, Renato Longato. Hello, Renato. How are you? Hello, Mel. It's good to hear uh, your voice again. You know, soon we're going to see each other uh, in another conference. And I'm glad to be here, really. Indeed. Glad to be in Veritas. Indeed. Thank you very much. My pleasure. And yes, Renato and I met two years ago at the e 
Ranch, James Killian's Ranch. I was very impressed with with your lecture and insights, Renato. So I'm sure our listeners will enjoy tonight's interview. But just so that you know how special our meeting was, I don't know if you know this, but uh, you were privileged to have seen your first UFOs, I believe, in 1979. Well, to me, all my life I wanted to, but it never happened until I met you up there at East City. So it was a special meeting for me. That's right. Uh, we all have the opportunity to have a spectacular UFO sighting there. And it was recorded, was able to record with James Gidland's own camera. And on that night, so on the Field of Dreams, there's this place he called that uh, a UFO hotspot, which is the City Ranch. And let me tell you, we all have this amazing experience. And I'm glad that uh, for you that you can be also be a witness of this uh, emerging reality into ours. Which absolutely. Is the extraterrestrial presence. Yes, absolutely. And and beyond what I read of your bio, Renata, I know there's a lot of people who know you, but there may be some around the world who may not be familiar with you and your work. Tell us more of who you are and, and how this all began for you growing up in Peru, your experiences, etc. Um, yes, I'm, um, I was born and raised in Lima, Peru. I uh, went to college. I studied sociology and then uh, law and political sciences. And it was on 1979, when I was 17 years old, just a regular teenager who likes to play soccer, stay uh, with his friends, and go to movies and sometimes parties uh, with my family. We were living outside of Lima City, and um, we call it suburban areas, which is like, uh, in that time, was not populated as it is right now, talking about 1979. And let me tell you, there was uh, close to our house, uh, it is an archaeological ruin, a pre-Inca archaeological ruin, uh, 1,500 years old, just to let you know how close we are with tradition and with ancient cultures. And it was one night on the 15th of April, 1979, I was by myself, a Saturday night, I was watching TV, when the power started to fail on my in my house. I was on the second floor. And I went downstairs to check the power box. Everything was okay. The fuses were not, you know, uh, were there still working. Went back upstairs. And for some reason, I thought it could be a blackout somewhere. And I looked through the window of my bedroom, opened the windows, and looked through it, looking for something. I don't know why it caught my attention, because there was also disturbance on the TV transmission. And since I was looking at the sky with few houses here and there, I would say every two blocks there was a house because that place was uh, really outside of Lima. It was more the countryside of Lima, specifically. I saw two red glowing lights, and that's when everything started in my life. Uh, with um, uh, pursue um, this passion to know more about the ET presence, the UFOs uh, phenomena, and other subjects that attract me. Um, back then. And also, uh, uh, I have this, um, yeah, after um, looking at these two uh, glowing objects, I would say UFOs, twice as big as a stoplight, uh, they were hovering close to each other, no noise at all, not other uh, uh, a sign of, of communication. It just really mesmerized me, it blew my mind because it was not a plane, it was not a helicopter, it's in complete silence. Around, I will say, 8 o'clock at night, 8, 8.30, as I remember. And the um, object on the left started to hover a little bit, started to move around in complete, absolute silence. And from the bottom, I see these revolving lights, orange, yellow, and green, 
and then it just went up into the sky, stopped for a couple of seconds, and then practically disappeared. And then I looked down, the other was the other one on the on the right was still there, and it started to move towards the south uh, part of that place. So I had to walk around, go to uh, leave my bedroom, go to my oldest brother's bedroom, open the door, open the window, just to follow that object. When he was leaving, uh, I can remember the street lights, the poles of street lights were just blinking all of them. And even though there was a blackout only on the street lights, and the one who remained on was on the corner of my house. And then immediately the TV show I was watching came. And I could listen to the um, commercials and everything. And it really was surprised. You know what to expect. You know anything about UFOs. It was my first time I had this experience. Two weeks later, I have another UFO setting with my oldest brother because since I'm telling you guys, I used to live so far away from the city, there was not even a public transportation, and I had to rely on my brother uh, to pick me up after visiting my friends in the city, and then he gave me a ride back home. And two weeks later, uh, we were going back home. He picked me up in a certain place in the city, and we were driving back home. It was kind of dark highway, no lights in that area, and then we saw uh, two red lights on the on uh, like I would say two blocks or three blocks uh, uh, away from us. And I thought, you know, uh, and I thought this is a car that's parked in the middle. Maybe it's you know out of order. So I told my brother Gino, that's his name. Said Gino, slow down. There is a car practically parked in the middle of freeway. Slow down. So he slowed down. The moment he slowed down, we saw those lights elevating from the ground, and I was perplexed. I don't know what to think. And then it just sent like a flash of light. The flash of light illuminated inside the cabin of the truck and it stopped the engine. So I closed my eyes, Mel, because I was freaked out. Wait a second. The light actually came inside the car and stopped your engine? That's, that's what it is. Oh, I saw okay. a flash. I saw a flash, like a photographic flash, mm -hmm. like a camera flash. In the distance, I saw something like flashing. And then immediately, in, in immediately, I saw all the cabin of the track illuminated. I can, I can, I was able to to see my my feet because I I, I looked down because I got scared and the engine stopped. The engine stopped and then I remember my brother saying, "That thing is flying away." He looked, you know, he took a look and saw that that's going to the sky, Renato. I was still looking down. I didn't want to uh, raise my head or anything like that because I was scared. And then the engine started by itself. The engine started by itself, and he drove straight to our house, I think, 100 kilometers per hour, which is like <laughs> almost like, you know, 150 miles per hour. Yeah. And we arrived in five minutes. We're all excited and everything. Then two weeks later, the pattern was every two weeks, always on the weekend, always on Saturday. But the second, and the, excuse me, that was the second time we had this weird encounter with my brother, all family related, of course. Then the third time was with my mother and my youngest brother, Bruno, which actually lives in Buenos Aires, Argentina. And he was playing in the garden, in the backyard. I was on the second floor, and I heard him saying, why don't you guys come down? He was 13, 14 years old at that time. And uh, there's something uh, flying above the house. So I ran downstairs, I went straight to the backyard, and my brother was 
you know, looking at this cancer, look at that. And we saw, me and my mother, uh, we saw a lenticular object, metallic. It was flying in a pentagonal or hexagonal way. And sometimes you see the, um, the, the sunlights, a uh, reflection of the sunlights in this metallic object uh, look like. And then in a stop, really straight up from us. And then I hugged my mother, I hugged my brother because I felt like, what's going to happen next? Then something completely uh, different happened to me. The excitement, the nervousness of the, of the moment, of course, came into a calm relaxation. And I felt a smooth vibration on the crown of my head, on the top of my head. And I felt something similar to uh, friendship, something like that. And I remember I said something else, but I, I, I don't know what it was. If my brother would have been here, or Bruno, the youngest one, in that time, he remembered I said something else, but I always forget about that. I don't know what I said, but he always, you know, Renato, when I tell the story, said, you said this and that, but I cannot remember. Since then, every night until 2 midnight, 1 o'clock, 2 a.m. in the morning, I was looking in the window, looking at the stars, trying to find out more information. I have another experience to make the story short. Uh, in, that was in June of 1979 because I wanted to know answers, how I can see them again. I was fascinated, triggered. My curiosity was overwhelmed, uh, Mel. And I tried to find out how I can do it. And then I went to sleep. Once those nights, I stayed really awake until very uh, late that night. I went back to sleep. I opened my eyes, sat down on my bed, not on the side, just on my bed, almost on the pillow, and I saw the door of my bedroom opening by itself. The bedroom was illuminated. And a woman came in. She was five, six, five, seven, Nordic, Eastern European, beautiful, but with an, uh, I would say, uh, like eyes beauty, something very cold beauty, I would say. At the same time, I felt like I was in front of an icon, someone very important that can when she looked at me, her eyes were pristine green, and I was like an open book. I felt overwhelmed because I knew that she knew a lot about me. She walked uh, close to my bed and uh, looked at me, raised her uh, uh, left hand, touched uh, in between her eyes, and I mentally I, I, I heard this, Renato, what you need to do is to use your mind. I have no response because I was so impressed. She uh, walked two more steps, very close to uh, the, the side of my bed, and with more compassionate voice, she, uh, she said again, what you need to do is to use your mind. She did it for three times, and I remember I repeated, I need to use my mind. Then I went back to sleep, opened my eyes, 6.30 in the morning, Mel, and the first thing I did was to look at the newspaper to find out information how I can use my mind. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Talking about Peru, developing country in 1979, there was no CD, DVD, or VHS in that time, audio tapes that can tell you about UFOs and all that kind of story. It was very difficult, very rare to find unless you go to, you know, specialized bookstores and find something mostly from other countries, mm -hmm. from Argentina or from Brazil that have more story about ufology and those subjects. But it was a rare thing that happened to me. I ended up studying Silva mind control. Oh, I the, Silva, the Silva method. 
the Silva method uh -huh. exactly, and I became on the crash course uh, of Maria Luisa Bruguet. Maria Luisa Bruguet was an Argentinian instructor who came to Peru specifically to open new groups, and I became one of her students. I became the number one, they say, and then finally I have the uh, honor to meet um, in person host. Thank you for listening. To unlock the full two-hour interview, including video formats, downloads, transcripts, exclusive articles, and more, subscribe to Veritas Plus now. Gain access to our entire archive dating back to 2008. Just click subscribe at veritasradio.com. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. Subscribe now. To listen to the rest and all of our exclusive material, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or join the Veritas Plus family by subscribing. Click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for focused life force energy. Get a 15-day free trial today with no credit card required. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button on our website at veritasradio.com. Now, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or subscribe to listen to the rest of the interview. You don't want to miss it because you don't want to believe, you want to know. What are you waiting for? Subscribe now at veritasradio.com.